here I know a spot not far from here A little place only four-wheel drives can go All right, and we're back with The Back Porch with Jay and Brandon, and I'm Jay. And I'm Brandon. And uh, we want to say hi to all of our listeners out in California. Very nice to have you there in California. Please let us know that you actually exist. And yeah, we're, we're begging for you to, you know, send us some stuff on Facebook or send us some emails and, you know, whatever, because we want to hear from you. How many listeners do we have in California? It's close to a thousand. A thousand people listening in California. Just in California. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, Since February. It's probably just the government. And what should our country of the day be? <laughs> What's that? Our country of the day. What should that be? Uh, Uganda. Uganda. Yeah. Uganda. For all the people listening in Uganda, we appreciate it. <laughs> That's great. So uh, today we've got a great show with Lauren Pritchard, and she's got uh, Cotton Clifton in with her today playing guitar and singing some backup. So, <laughs> how are y'all doing? Great. We're doing good. Well, great. Uh, Lauren has got a lot of things going on right now. I'm going to let her talk a little bit about that later, but... Uh, she just recently got back from New York City. Uh, she's got a lot of things going on there, uh, some great things going on there. So, uh, Lauren, uh, how long have you been playing musically and performing? Oh, I've been doing that basically since I could walk, I think. <laughs> I, I have a cousin who's about seven years older than me, and when I was really little, she was like in choir, and she did all this stuff, and we grew up like sisters and I wanted to be just like her and do all the things she did. So, you know, she like took gymnastics class and sang in a choir and I was like, I want to do that too. And uh, so that's kind of where it started. But I, the first time I ever sang on, on a stage, I was six years old. I entered a talent competition, just okay. kind of on a whim. Um, and my parents were thrilled to get me to do anything because I was a very hyperactive child. <laughs> bouncing off the walls. I really haven't changed at all as far as my hyperactiveness. I've learned to contain it as I got older. But yeah, I was six and I entered this um, talent show in, I think it was in Trenton. Huh? And I sang, well, it's only a paper moon sitting under a cardboard sea, but it wouldn't be make-believe if you believe in me. And I won. <laughs> <laughs> I won. I was like six years old. And the trophy was one of those ridiculous, like, three-tier things. Yeah. And Do you still have it? It was like the same height that I was <laughs> at the time. You, you still have the trophy? Yeah, it's somewhere in the attic of my parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> That was a very funny thing. It's also one of those moments where I think my parents didn't really know what to expect because they were like, okay, well, you know, we're just going to do this. And then we're just going to let her do it. I want like $100. And then was that like a the trophy festival in Trenton? I don't remember. It, it must have been, though. It must yeah. have been something like that. It was so long ago. <laughs> That's where it all began. Trenton, Tennessee. Well, for, for people that, that are listening that, that want to purchase any of your music, where can they, where can they find that at? They can mostly do that on iTunes. Okay. Um, so, I there's some music that's on there under my my given name, which is Lauren Pritchard. Um, but over the last three years, I've been doing music under my longtime nickname, which is Lolo. So, under iTunes, there's some stuff under my given name. There's some stuff under Lolo. The most recent stuff is under Lolo. The reason for the name change um, basically boils down to the fact that 
for I, I, I've sort of had nine lives like a cat, and in one of my <laughs> nine lives, I was starring in a Broadway show in New York for three years. And um, when I stopped acting, I only started focusing on music and writing and writing for other people, writing for other things. And the easiest way to differentiate that to a certain degree was to make them different things altogether. Right. So the stuff that I do for myself as an artist is Lolo, and then everything else falls under my name. Okay. So that's, interesting. you know. Very cool. So you, so you mentioned that you uh, you performed on Broadway for I did, three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was you in? Um, it's called Spring Awakening. They're actually getting ready to revive you it. You are kidding me. No. Really? Spring Awakening? Yeah. That is my favorite play of all time. Really? Love, love that musical. Yeah. What character were you? Ilsa. Wow. Yeah. That is you're super the, cool. You were an original cast member, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. I saw that in Memphis uh, at... I guess it was Playhouse on the Square back mm-hmm. three or four years ago. Yeah, they I did loved, it a couple of years ago. Love that show. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I did that for three years. I. You don't seem enthusiastic about it. I mean, that was a <laughs> wonderful show. No, honestly, it was like the most amazing experience. They're getting ready to revive it with a, a company in New York called Deaf West. When I was in New York last week, I actually dropped in on the rehearsals. And uh-huh. the Deaf West company is amazing. They've done a few shows like this. The most recent one that they did was they did a revival of Big River. And it won a bunch of Tonys for the revival. Uh-huh. Um, but it's really... Um, that particular experience was insane. I was living in LA. I had, uh, I was like just turning, just about to turn 18, and I got called in for this audition and uh, went in, sang, read the sides, didn't hear anything for two months, came home for Thanksgiving, got a phone call from my agent, and I was like, Will you go to New York uh, for these final callbacks? I was like, Yeah, great. And the deal was, I ended up getting the part of Ilsa and the deal was it was a three week three week workshop that was then gonna go into a, an off-Broadway run. And the whole thing was supposed to be about six months. I signed a six month contract and moved to New York. And the week of our last run off-Broadway, our producers um, brought us into the house and told us all that we were transferring to Broadway and it was really surreal and that was in August of 2006. It was literally like this time of year, in t- but 2006, and um, and then we we had about a month off, and then we rehearsed for three and a half weeks for Broadway, and then we opened on the 10th of December in 2006, and and almost like a year to the date that we opened off Broadway in 2006, we were like standing on the stage at Radio City, winning eight Tonys. It was very surreal. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's very, but, very And now we're on the subject there's a, there's of... There's uh, a song in that musical, uh, we, is it We All Have Our Junk and yeah. My Junk Is You? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, one of the best songs <laughs> ever. I love that song. <laughs> I downloaded that uh, album and I've listened to it over and over and over again. Are you on that album? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> the, the main song that I sing is the Don't Do Sadness Blue Wind song. That's yeah, mm-hmm. I remember it well. Yeah. Well, now, you know, we're on the subject well, of now Broadway. I'm kind of starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's the first time this has happened in this show. I, I'm utterly, utterly impressed with that. <laughs> that's awesome. 
We've rendered him speechless. We did it. And that's a first. That's a first. That's the first time that's ever happened. First time on the back porch. This is yeah. a golden moment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> get, get the camera out. <laughs> I love that musical. I do. That's awesome. It's a great musical. And and actually being in the rehearsals um, last week, it was it was so awesome to go. You know, because I'm still very close with all the people that I did the show with. And they're, you know... But it was a, it was a, it's been a minute since we've really had anything to do with the show, and and since the show closed the first time, it closed in January of two thousand and nine, and then a month later is when the national tours and everything started, licensing could happen, so it could be done at places like Playhouse on the Square, um, and yeah, I mean it was very surreal to be back and and watching Deaf West production because everything is being sung and signed in American Sign Language all at the same time throughout the entire show and watching what they've done as far as like incorporating like the sign language to like my junk and like yeah. they learned how to say like Ilsa in sign language because they had to create like signs for all of the names because right. the names are really obscure so Ilsa is this in sign language and I was like <laughs> <laughs> well Lauren you've got some stuff going on now in New York mm -hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken you've written a musical mm -hmm. tell us about it um, it's called Songbird and I've been working on it for the last three years uh, with my collaborator, Michael Kimmel. And um, it kind of started out of a random conversation that he and I had once of like, I have this idea of, and he was like, I don't really know that much about Nashville, but I have this idea of taking an old Chekhov play called The Seagull and sort of taking those themes and dropping it in like modern day Nashville singer-songwriter mm -hmm. land. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we, we started working on this show three years ago. Not The world of theater is very unpredictable. Um, and depending on how much money you can get people invested in what you're doing and also mm -hmm. sort of how far along you can get yourselves in the process of creating and being ready to be a production, sometimes that can take 10 years, sometimes that can take three years. You never know. We did, um, we did a workshop and a presentation where people and production companies and investor, investors could come and see what we had done in November. And, and there was this theater company called 59 East, 59th Street Theater that came to the, to the presentation and said, we love your show, our season is filled, but if it wasn't, we'd love to have you. And if nothing comes up for next season, like if you haven't been attached to anything, we would love, we would love to have you guys be a part of it. And then in May, we got a phone call saying something had happened with the funding of one of the shows that mm -hmm. was supposed to be in this 15, 16 season. And they were like, do you want the slot? And we were like, yeah, like mm -hmm. obviously. So in May, we found out that we were gonna have to like hustle real hard to get ready to be off Broadway. It opens on the 29th of October. So we've awesome. had to do a lot of work between <laughs> now and opening but it's really exciting um, there's 10 characters in the show everybody um, plays our actors are also the band so everybody mm -hmm. plays all of the music um, cool. all of the music happens in an organic sense in which it's not a traditional musical where like people are singing randomly out of nowhere about like making toast and birds in the sky right. um, it's uh, it's the songs happen in moments in real life like when you're in the bar and someone's sound checking and or a show is being played or you're sitting right. around by the lake or that kind of thing um you know it's your if you're familiar with the old Chekhov play the seagull 
some of the moments, you know, when you're watching it, you'll be able to go, oh, I can see where that sort of matches to that. But it's a, it's in a sense a very standard love story where it's like she loves him and he loves her and they're all, and this one's in love and the love triangle and heartbreak and love and loss and family and whiskey and guitars. And the thing that I do honestly like the most about our show is I feel like, you know, there are like all these things on TV, especially between the TV show Nashville to Death Dynasty and Honey Boo Boo and all this crap that's on TV that I feel like sometimes can really misrepresent what the South is. And it doesn't mean that those things aren't the South too. Right. But those are very like elaborated, small pieces of what the South is like. And the thing that I do like the most about our show is I feel like, especially as a Southerner who was born and raised here, spent my life here, like, I feel like we represent like the, the the real South in the sense of like, this is what the real people are doing that aren't right. like Duck Dynasty or Honey Boo Boo or like any of that crap. Like right. it's not this over dramatized like right. thing. Like we're people too. Right. Everybody wears shoes. We're all, we all <laughs> yeah. went to school. We all got an education. Like everybody relax. Like, we're not married really, to our brothers or sisters. No, yeah. no. It's like, it's very weird. Like as a person being from the South that then goes and tra- like travels all over. People ask you like, the dumbest i shouldn't say the dumbest because that sounds mean but sometimes you're like do you honestly think like we're also living in the year 2010 in tennessee (laughs) we didn't stay we didn't time didn't end at like 18 something like whatever you think is going on here you know and i think i do think that we do a really good job of representing like real time real time tennessee which i think doesn't happen enough in like right Especially in the theater world. <laughs> no, it's either like Annie Get Your Gun or Oklahoma or yeah, you know, like yeah. there's not there's not like an updated version of what the South is like. So Right. Yeah. It's been fun. I go back and even with million dollar quartet and things like yeah, that coming out, it's still not showing what Tennessee's like now. No, not no, today. not like current time. So I feel really excited. And also I because all the music is country and folk music, and you just don't hear that. That doesn't right. happen on Broadway. Right. It doesn't happen off Broadway. It doesn't like that music does not get made. There's a very small little piece of the you know pie that's cut out for that kind of thing. So, you know, you know, we'll see. Fingers crossed that it goes well. <laughs> but I'm excited. I go back in three weeks and we start the official rehearsal process. And um, cool. And the show opens uh, on the 29th of October at 59 East 59th Street Theater, and it'll run until the 29th of November, unless it gets extended, and then it'll run through the first week of December. So, awesome. It's so, so any listeners that are going to New York anytime soon, come you've got to check this out. Songbird. Yeah, come come visit Lauren. We're on and- Facebook. You can find it. I think the I think the slash is like Facebook.com/songbirdmusical. And okay. or you can just Google Songbird Musical. It'll f- show you all of the things you need to know. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Brandon That's is still awesome. sitting over here kind of speechless and starstruck. <laughs> I'm just absolutely excited about that. I can't <laughs> Jason Jason told me before I came that you were gonna come today and that this was gonna be what we were talking about and this is what you've been doing. But I did not realize uh, that you were in spring away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I like it that much. I, really I like it that much, too. And the bad thing is, the song I want to tell you about, if I say we'll get a higher rating on iTunes, like iTunes will censor our show 
and make it adult content. My favorite sh- song from that show is probably another song that I can't actually mention. Totally. The name of. Yeah, totally. Effed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the best go. thing about one of the best songs. I mean, just an absolutely awesome song that I just mix into other playlists in the car and listen to all the time. <laughs> this is how the song goes, but I'll not say the words. But you can use your imagination. <laughs> this ought to be interesting. Yeah, you're all right, and all for spite. You can kiss your sorry goodbye. Totally, will it mess you up? Well, you know they're gonna try, and it ended every single night on stage, every single night with this and screaming totally it was awesome yeah (laughs) and actually when we had to do it on the tonys it was a big uh it was a bfd because um obviously like you you can't scream around and jump around saying that word over and over and over and we did like a medley of songs and if there's a song on the and there's a song in the show called the bitch of living and then there's also totally effed so it, it was like, do we use a different word or do we just not say the word? It was this long debate about what we should do, what we should not do. And so what we ended up having to do was cover our mouths every time we said the word. Like, we didn't say the word. We just right. went, like, back yeah. to our mouths. Yeah. It, was definitely, it was definitely one of those things where it was like, what do we do? Do we say totally screwed? No, because the, that defeats the point. The, mu- the musical, the whole point of it, I mean, it's just such a big show with all these other meanings. I mean, there's just so much to it. But it's set in this parochial school. Is it in Germany? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Okay. Yeah, in 1891 Germany. Yeah, yeah. and um, all the music is current rock-type music, the hairstyles that, that y'all had. Yeah. Uh, raw, <laughs> current. Uh, but everything else is set. Yeah. And it, it brings this idea that all of the problems we think are completely new today that we're outraged about because we're just seeing them on social media mm-hmm. have right. existed for Forever. hundreds of years and we're just stupid enough to think that it because we're just started. now talking about them, it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the man who wrote the play, his name was Frank Vatican, and he wrote the play in 1891 and it was called The Awakening of Spring. And he wrote it, he was like in his early 20s and he wrote it quite literally about what he was seeing go on in his village in Germany. And so it was sort of like he saw all of these because the show like, you know, you sort of think you're going to go see this show and you're like, it's going to be real happy. And then you're like, wait, no, it's devastatingly sad. But it's but it also has these moments of being like very sincere and very funny and very genuine because it was all very talking about real subjects that you can relate to. It's kind of like when you go and you see certain comedians and they like kind of say these heartbreaking things that are also equally hilarious because they're just so true and the show definitely had a lot of that you know and the the other theme of the show which you know i've always stood by and sort of learned a lot from by being in the show the other message of the show is like teach your children don't shut them out like you have to educate your children because that's all that they have right like if you don't give them the knowledge then what can they do when they're unleashed upon the world and you know and it's this whole thing of you know the sort of where church lives and all that and where family lives and all that and what really is right and wrong and how do you deal with it and if you don't educate the youth on anything then what do you expect them to do but sort of then go out into the world and just you know, and it's about teenagers, but it really sums up late twenties. I mean, it's yeah. it's that moment whenever yeah. you're in life and you realize 
just because people taught me that these things are right and wrong doesn't make them right. Right. And uh, just because we can prescribe right. rules to things doesn't mean that the rules apply every time just that way. And sometimes what other people would call right really harms people. Mm. And it's, I don't know. It, it's an incredibly powerful. I'm sorry that we're taking over the show to talk care. about that. It was but, a massive no, part good. of my life, so I imagine I'm not bothered. <laughs> not a lot of people in this area probably have ever seen the show because it only showed in Memphis to to my knowledge, twice. Once right. at the Orpheum and once at Playhouse on the Square. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people probably haven't seen it, but it, it's no doubt one of the best musicals. Part of the ever. reason why they wound up doing it at Playhouse on the Square is because a couple of friends that knew me were just really, and knew the show, were really adamant about doing that there. But they were very nervous about doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a tough crowd. Here. When I bought <laughs> tickets for it, my wife was like, you, you can't go see this unless you're 18. I was like... We're both 18. I think we <laughs> We have HBO. I think we'll be okay. And uh, It's not it's, any more shocking than anything you'd see on TV. But, it's not. It's not. Know. But it's really, really awesome. It can be a little shocking because the kids are, like the cast members are, we're supposed, the age of the cast members are supposed to be 14 and 15. And when you think well, about that, it young, is kind yeah. of shocking. It but is shocking. If anybody thinks about their actual life. Yes. It's not that surprising. No. Uh-uh. No. But, you know, that's why um, when the show closed, it, it resonated so hardcore with people that did see it. And, and you know, honestly, the show closed, like, at the peak of the worst bit of the economic downfall in 2009. And 20, 21 shows closed on Broadway that year. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. opened, closed. Right. What I mean, it was real bad. Right. And for years, they've been trying to figure out how to bring it back. So, you know, I don't know if you'll find yourself in New York City between the 27th of September and the 8th of January. But if you if do, I did, I and you get it. to go see the Deaf West production, like, it's honestly, like, and not saying that our, our version was not great. Our version was beautiful and wonderful and moving. Obviously, it won all these awards and whatever. But there's something very different about, because all of the lyrics in the show and the the script, everything is very dense material. And there's something about seeing people, these deaf people have to use their bodies and sign, and you pay attention to the words more. And, you know, and I think about what our director, Michael Mayer, always told us. And he was like, you know, these kids are dying to be heard. And that turns into a totally different thing when you've got 12 deaf people on the stage performing a show. Right. And it just maximizes the meaning mm-hmm. in the best way, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. If you find yourself there, you should go see it. Or if you're looking for an excuse, you should go see it. <laughs> it's a worthy excuse. And your show, it's coming up when? Like My when? show will open um, on the 29th of October, just before Halloween, and it'll run um, through the 29th of November. And if we get extended, we'll run an extra week through like the first week of December. Will you be in New York through that period? I will for part of it. (laughs) And uh, I'll go to New York in three weeks and I'll be there for the first three weeks of rehearsal. And then I leave to go on tour for seven weeks. Oh my gosh, but you'll miss Thanksgiving in New York. (laughs) Sort of. I will fly back for uh, opening night in October. Uh And then our last day of tour is the 28th. Uh-huh. Cotton Clifton's coming with me on the road. All right. Um, but our last day of tour is the 28th of November, and that's in Philly. And so then I'll take the and train go back, back to up New York. to New York. So I'll be there like the 
the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So I'll miss, I'll cool. just miss the craziness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the parade. And that could and be a nonsense. good thing or a bad thing. I, I think it's a good thing. It. I've yeah. been there. It is awesome. It's great. It's a great week to go and see everybody Crazy. and uh, see the streets. Well, tell us a little bit about this tour you're going on that you're telling us about. So all of the Songbird stuff falls under um, the Lauren Pritchard stuff. And my Lolo life is what we're going on tour for. Okay. Um, it's called the Wilderness Politics Tour. Journeys is sponsoring it. We'll be out on the road with awesome. three bands, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, um, another band called New Politics, and another band from Australia called the Griswolds. And and then myself as Lolo. But Brandon is coming with me, Cotton Clifton over here. And then... Um, Two other guys from this area, Colton Parker and Chris Dickerson. Okay. So we'll yeah. be out being road warriors this fall. I put out an EP cool. on the 17th of July of this year. It's called the Comeback Queen EP. So we're going to be out on the road in support of that. And um, it's doing really well. It's very exciting. The single, Not Gonna Let You Walk Away, just got picked up in every Starbucks in the nation. Oh, that's which cool. Which is really exciting. So things like that are happening, and the song is doing very well. The EP is doing very well. There's no physical copies of it at the moment. It's on iTunes. Uh-huh. So you just look up Comeback Queen EP, and you will find it on cool. iTunes. And um, so we're going to play a few songs from that. But yeah, I'm signed Absolutely. to um, DCD2 Records, which is Pete Wentz from Fallout Boys record label. And uh, that's what we put that out on and just... You know, doing the dang thing. Hustle, hustle real hard. <laughs> so you've got a lot going for you right now. There's a lot going on. But that's, it's, that's awesome. It's good. It's uh, busy, that's but nothing good. to complain about at all. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and get into your music. Okay. And uh, as, as you're playing, we're going to ask you to introduce each song. and cool. Tell us a little, you know, a little brief description about it before you get into it. And, okay. And we'll get to listen to it. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You got So this is a song from the Comeback Queen EP that I put out in July, and it's called I Don't Want to Have to Lie, and I feel like it's pretty (laughs) (laughs) self-explanatory. You ready? Yeah, you start out. I don't want to have to lie to everybody about how I feel. someone to love I don't want to have to lie to everybody I just want to light I want to smoke more cigarettes you think that I like getting but I do and I can't seem to help myself I'm a I'm tough enough 
truck that needs a transmission put in it. You guys do that? Yes, sir. We do everything but tires and alignments. Bring it on in. This is Ben. Hey, Ben. I need you to look at my AC and I'm overdue for an oil change. Do you do all that? Absolutely. We do everything but tires and alignments. Well, my car is filthy. Do you guys detail? Yes, ma'am. We do that, too. For all your auto mechanic and detail needs, stop by today and see Ben Jesse and the Mechanics at 23 Broadview Drive in Jackson, Tennessee, across from Aloha Pools and Spies. Or give them a call, 731-300-7221. This is Ben. Hey, Ben, I'm needing new tires and an alignment on my car. You guys do that? Sure don't, but I know the guys that do. Bring it on by and we'll get it taken care of for you. Ben, Jesse, and the Mechanics. I do good work at a fair price with a smile on my face. Call us today, 731-300-7221. Hey, this is Brandon Newman from Newman Webb Law Firm in Trenton, Tennessee. What makes a great musician is what makes a great lawyer, the ability to tell a story. And at Newman Webb Law Firm, we know how to tell your story. We handle all kinds of litigated cases. That means cases that are handled in court. So if you know someone or if you have a case and you need to speak to an attorney, call Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton at 855-2972 or check us out on Facebook because we can tell your story. So we're going to play another song from the Comeback Queen EP. This song is called Golden Year. And I turned 27 this year and my birthday's on the 27th of the month that I turned. So it's my golden birthday and I wrote this song sort of basically about that but about I don't know just sort of trying to make the most of it it always seems to get harder every year but easier because you learn a little more but harder because that's life and you know it's about making the most of yes obviously my golden year but making the most of it anyway <laughs> I'm ready count me one two He looks better than me in skinny jeans, but I look better than he. But 
Then you forget Then you never have your heart broken Another panic attack fills up the space in my chest So I let the whiskey flow and my feelings go But I'm not dead I wanna say to myself that I'm also from the comeback queen ep it's the single from the ep it's called not gonna let you walk away um if you walk into a starbucks after the first of september for the next year you, you might hear it i hope you do that's good for me um <laughs> this song is one of those songs that was written about how everyone has a person that they demand an apology from at some point in their life whether that person wants to give an apology or not and that's what this little ditty's about <laughs> one two
feeling so good about answering Why am I always high when you show up? Sometimes your lover can be a friend But sometimes lovers need to start again Maybe I need to start giving up If you wanna keep the diamonds that you bought me You can have them, it'll give your mama raisin a smile And we can keep on talking about how all we need is magic But the misdirection followed the miles Tiptoe around every problem We gave hospitality to the pain Just be man enough to say you're wrong But I don't expect you to change No I'm not gonna let you walk away Without saying Incredible Barbecue. Billy Bob's and Bab Springs is hosting a music barbecue festival on October 17th. Featuring Jeremy Gibson, Derek Brantley, and us. <laughs> Only $10! To stay up to date on this event and more from Billy Bob's, check them out at facebook.com forward slash Billy Bob's Resort 1. We hope to see all of you at Billy Bob's Music and Barbecue Fest on October 17th. Billy Bob's is located at 752 Bob's Landing Road. Bab Springs, Tennessee. Halfway between Nashville and Memphis lies Exit 82. The Jackson, Tennessee area is a hotbed of extremely talented musical performers. Join WNBJ for the Exit 82 show. You'll see and hear an amazing variety of original music performed by Jackson area talent. Exit 82 airs every Saturday following Saturday Night Live on Jackson's NBC 39. So the next song we're going to play is a song called Heart Costs. Uh, it's a song I wrote at the beginning of the year. Um, it's actually going to be in Songbird, too, the musical that I've been writing. Kind of made a last-minute appearance in that. But I play it and sing it as well. We're going to play it on the road, too. Um, and also, I'm going to do something really special right now and play the guitar, which I have never done ever on a recording. I've never done it like in front of people so she's really good congratulations <laughs> sure cotton really good though. that's my version and uh cotton clifton's gonna do some singing with me mm -hmm. 
You ready? We 
cow. All right, and that was Lauren Pritchard and Cotton Clifton. And uh, you said your stage name was, is it Lolo? Lolo. Lolo, all right. You know, it seems like I've heard that before, but I never put two and two together. <laughs> it's my but, twin uh, sister. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's okay to have a, sister. yeah, it's, it's okay to have an alter ego. You know? <laughs> I do, I really it, do. It, it, you know, it gets oh, you out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes and sometimes not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lauren, it was really great having you today on the back porch. You've had some, some great music that you've, you know, perform for us today. Thank um, you. We're, we're happy to, to have a local that, you know, has performed on Broadway that has a, <laughs> an off-Broadway musical coming up. Hopefully that'll take off well. Thank uh, you. Uh, I really hope your tour goes out well. Thank you. And uh, sounds like you've got a lot going on for you, <laughs> you know, and that's what we keep striving on this show is, you know, there's just so much talent in mm -hmm. such a small area. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just unbelievable, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, what, what comes out of this area. Absolutely. And, you know, you, I don't care where you go. You'll never make me believe that you can go to another area and find the talent that you can find here. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, mean, I feel like that's 100% true because there's, I don't know whether it's something in the water or whatever it is, <laughs> but, but really... There's a very special thing going on here in West Tennessee. It is, and, and it's like Brandon Barnett said: you can't walk down the street, throw a rock without hitting a guitar player. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. a decent guitar yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's true. I mean, it's it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, we hope that everybody listening will will come to West Tennessee at some point. Check Jackson out. I mean. Mm -hmm. Several music venues or several places to go to hear great music. There's a lot always going on in Jackson. Um, as you can tell with, with all the previous shows we've had, there's a, a lot of great talent in the area. So you can catch our show on uh, iTunes as well. You can uh, find us on TuneIn Radio, on Stitcher Radio. Um, we also want to give a shout out to our friends at Hub City Radio. They do a lot for our local musicians. Kevin! Good old Woo -woo. Kevin Baird. Kevin. Woo -woo. And uh, you can listen to Kevin at uh, HubCityRadioTN.com. Or if you download the Live 365 app, you can find them on there as well. Um, he's doing a lot of great things for Jackson. He's uh, you know playing all the music from the local area or people that have ties to the local area. Mm -hmm. You know, Jonathan Singleton, uh, Fuel, Full Devil Jacket, One Last Reason. You can hear Cotton Clifton on there. You can hear mm -hmm. Lauren on there. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just, just about anybody we've had on the show, you can you can hear, you know, played on Hub City. So he's got a lot of good stuff going on. So, uh, Lauren, we, we're glad you came by today. Thanks for we, having we me. We had this a great really show. Fun. And, uh, you know, I hope to have both of you back again soon. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to close out and... Tell everybody to go to New York and, and watch Songbird. Go see Songbird. It opens on the 28th of October. That's right. If you can't if you can't catch Songbird, then go check Lauren out on tour. Yes. Most definitely. You can go to weaponforsaturday.com slash tour and see all the dates for seven weeks. We'll be all over the place. Even Canada. Even Canada. So That's come all see us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, we hope everybody has a great day and thanks for listening. It's fantastic.